Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson. And I'm Ryan Berger. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on this week's episode, we're going to be exploring how to get the most out of your marketing on a limited budget. Steve, how you doing today? I'm good. I, I am good. I'm, what you got going on there? I'm uh, just got a little cocoa butter going on the hands. Can you hear that? Is it nice? <laughs> no, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds absolutely horrible. Is that, no, it's <clears throat> going to be good for our audience. Yeah. Yeah. Just some no. Nice, nice wet cocoa butter going on some scaly hands. <laughs> <laughs> sounds absolutely terrible. This, this um, one's. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're staying moisturized in St. Louis. Well, it's got got to stay soft. Yeah. For, in this bitter, bitter cold. Yeah. It was like 55 degrees today, right? My skin thinks that it's zero. Yeah. Very sensitive, much like me. You can take care of yourself. That's the most important thing. So it I'm is. glad you're doing that. It's, and that's kind of what this whole episode is about. You know, even taking care of yourself. When Right now I'm finding the time to lotion. You got to find the time and resources to, to market still. That's it, everybody. Just like you find time to lotion, find time to market. Yep. I mean, I do. I lotion probably five, six times a day and my hands are still dry. That's unbelievable. It, it is. Well, you know, it's the reason that my dad wants to get out of this weather. He's his eczema, he says, which every time he talks you about got, his eczema, I'm like, no got, one wants to hear this. And now I'm talking sound, about it on a podcast. Right. You guys sound like a delight. Yeah. No, we're just two old Jewish people. That's what we're just, we're just two. It's okay. It's I am Jewish and I'm allowed to say. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you, you brought that into the mix. Make sure people know. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. okay. Guys. This is not a Kanye situation. Golly. Let's not even get into that. It's wild. Why not? Um, you don't want to get into that? No, I mean, that's not, what this, that's not what this podcast is about. No, that's a different episode. Yeah. Yeah. You log into uh, to a different podcast for that. But um, I'm going to tell you. So one thing I made a mistake today. OK. Um, during the sales call. And I'll probably never do this again um, is. So we do this, a lot of Zoom meetings now, uh, mm -hmm. video conversations, loaded up the video conversation with a new prospect. Um, and first thing she says, says to me is, oh, wow, you're wearing the same shirt as you did in your LinkedIn profile picture. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I looked at myself in the, in the camera. I was like, you know what? You're right. And that's kind of embarrassing. I, it shouldn't be, I guess, but it just, uh, I just know, look kind of ridiculous. I'm like, did I ever take the shirt off or, or is it just my uniform? Is this just what I wear? Well, the fact that you wear it every day, I mean, she was on it, but right. <laughs> for most people, I, you know, I, I don't think you need to be embarrassed. I mean, you should, cause you keep wearing it. We keep telling you to wash it, but <laughs> right. No, but I, you know, it's just like when someone says you were that last week. Okay. Yeah, I washed it. So, so what's different though, it's, it's a, it's, it's a distinct looking hoodie versus like a, like a, like a, a polo shirt or like a button up shirt that would be, you know, could be any shirt. Well, so it's specifically what it was. So it, it looked a little, a little, a little ridiculous me wearing. Aren't you trying shirt. to give off like cool, casual vibes, you know, like we're a cool, casual tech marketing company. Like, yeah, I mean, not so intentionally. I think that just happens naturally. Yeah. Cause that's who we are. 
just yeah just At, really late laid back chill starting out the episodes lotioning right into the mic yeah just going to play ping pong all uh, the time yeah so just like, like making sandwiches but instead of bread we're using bell peppers because we're trendy and healthy is that a thing now oh yeah people people use they just cut bell peppers in half and use that as the bread which it's not it's not no. bread it's I, I struggle to even call that a sandwich what's the technical definition of a sandwich i don't even want to get into that we gotta look it up because then you get into is a hot dog a sandwich is a taco a sandwich which, you know, interesting. I mean, feel free to weigh in on it, guys. So it's an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese or other uh, filling between them eaten as a light meal. So it's not because so the definition is bread it needs to contain bread. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Bell peppers are not appropriate sandwiches. Yeah. Take know. that gluten free eaters. This body by gluten over here. <laughs> Basically rolling. I'm, I'm just I'm doughy in two senses of the word. <laughs> let's get into that topic. Let, let's get into that topic. All right. Yeah, we're I'm on it today. My bits are killing. <laughs> we can tell you've been writing again a lot. Oh, yeah. No, I'm really getting into it. OK, but speaking of getting into it. We're talking effective marketing on a limited budget and why are we talking about effective marketing with a limited budget just because we don't know what tomorrow holds do we we don't you know it's a good way to put it we don't and i think there's some good statistics that we can talk about uh, and i'm getting them up now so i'm just going to dive right into these unless you got a little whole thing to talk about here no it's no go for it yeah um so recent kpmg poll of ceos I uh, found wait, that well, not, wait, but, uh, it's a, that was a lot of acronyms. Yeah. So K- KPMG is, I mean, it's people's names, but they're a big accounting firm, right. st- professional okay. services. There you go. Uh, CEOs, chief executive <laughs> officer. Yeah. Um, so I think we're all there. Um, 91% sign. Now that's just a sign uh, that represents percentage. Um, okay. So. <laughs> good, good. Uh, but so 91% of CEOs in that poll believe that a recession will happen within the next year. And that's, oh, wow. um, and only 34% of them believe it will be both mild and short. Um, which is like the worst kind of burrito, <laughs> but also the, the worst, the best, kind of re- the best kind of recession, the best kind, the worst of recession, kind of recession, right? Worst. Yeah. Um, but there's some kind of weird things going on. Um, the U.S. economy actually grew in quarter three of 2022 after experiencing some contraction. Um, and the unemployment rate is still relatively low. So right. there's some things signaling a recession, but we don't know if it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how severe it's going to be, because there's mixed signals. Right. So when was this published? Do you, do you know? Um, the, I believe the poll was August of this year. Okay. Um, quarter three of this year was obviously right. quarter three of this so, year. And yeah. So, <laughs> so some things have changed a little bit. We've had some numbers kind of decrease some extra layoffs, things like that, but it's still, mm. it's still ultimately a, a very low unemployment market. Yeah. And, but I think generally people are expecting a recession. Right. 
Yeah, I, yeah, they are. I mean, last time we spoke about the potential threat of a recession, we were kind of, you know, no way. Or, you know, I, we were saying no way, but we didn't we want to talk about more, it. Will they, won't they? You know, right. it was a little it was a little rom commy. It was a little, uh, you know, in this case, we don't want it to happen, but <laughs> right, we definitely don't want it to happen. We don't. Um, but and by so for some people would say, well, by talking about it, you you're going to make it like a self-fulfilling prophecy in some ways. Um, at, you know, maybe I don't know. We're, we're not the ones controlling it. So, no, <laughs> probably no, not. <laughs> we're not. I, I, I barely control my own finances. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is kind of a, a good point is the more you talk it into existence, the more it happens in the self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's kind of one of the issues with marketing in a recession sure. is that the first thing that people go to when there is a recession is cutting costs because you cut your costs. You can hopefully keep profits where they were pre-recession or, or, or mitigate the damages to profits. But if you cut all your marketing, you've lost a significant revenue stream. Yeah. Right. As you're trying to improve profits or, or to keep profits steady. Yeah. I mean, it's the, really the, the one thing that's really tying you to the rest of the world. Um, you know, people are still going to hire within a, in a recession, mm -hmm. you know, the, the unemployment may rate may, uh, may go up. Companies may not have as many needs, but when we're talking about recruiting firms, one of the things that they do, especially in the last, so right now companies for the last, what, two years, two and a half years, people have been desperate, um, for, for, for employees, mm -hmm. um, as recruiters, we've all seen the, the ridiculous offers, um, you know, the, some of the things that they've been offering, the tact, the tactics that they've put into place to find, uh, just people to fill some of these voids that they've had. And, and, and a lot of times these candidates probably haven't been the best fit. And so your, your organization or an organization could be filled with, with people that are less than ideal or maybe not performing in the way that they need to. Uh, and so maybe you have three, four, five individuals that really one great person could do the job of. And so, you know, there may be times where companies begin to start laying off those C quality candidates that they have had to employ because they've needed people uh, and replacing them with an A quality candidate. Um, and the only people that really can reach those kind of A quality candidates are still recruiters. Mm -hmm. And so if you're able to stay active within your marketing and, and find ways to do that, you're still then going to be top of mind. Um, and one of the things that we we realize with this is in, in things that we should, I guess we should realize about this is that a lot of companies take the wrong approach of, of like Ryan was talking about their back off. Um, and, um, and so that just leaves a bigger void. And so companies that are willing to do that through a, a uh, and continue to invest and it's continue to work from a marketing. And when we say invest either in your time or your resources, mm -hmm. um, they are going to come out on the other side in a much better position than, than, than other firms that don't. Yeah. I mean, um, there are a, a number of statistics, those of which uh, are not in front of me, but um, that show just, the same thing that you just said. I mean, those that are, are, are continuing their marketing and actively still seeking new ways to grow in a recession will come out better than those that, that stop their marketing. The, the thing, the thing I'm worried about for, for a lot of companies, um, and just because we all get like this, um, in the last two years, uh, you know, there's been a lot of job orders, 
Uh, and there's been a lot of clients that have been reaching out, a lot of our clients, clients that reach out to them because they have needs. And so what we do as default in in the midst of a of a really busy season at work is we stop marketing because, oh, well, mm-hmm. we have these leads coming in. And, and when I say marketing, even making those cold calls or those marketing calls or just, you know, touching uh, base with um, with those with those clients that you've worked with in the past and, and developing strategies for that. We spent so much time in the last two years only thinking about candidates, which, again, that's something that needed to be adjusted from the previous markets we are coming out of still, but we've spent so much time thinking about candidates that they've, a lot of firms have neglected clients and all of a sudden it's going to change where we are needing job orders again. And it doesn't mean we should stop neglecting candidates, take those things that we learn and, and continue forward with those. But, but don't let, uh, but they've let themselves uh, fall out of that habit and where they could have been making these connections. I think I've talked about this before, but making those connections the last two years, mm-hmm. uh, it could have been a really great time to, to develop new relationships and, and then have a momentum going into uh, a little bit more of a, of a downturn of a market. Um, now, if you haven't started yet, start now because you can start building some of that up, get a running start. But if you wait until we're in the midst of it, you know, you're in a position of it being very hard to get that, to get that train rolling. And it's not just a, this is going to happen tomorrow because, or, you know, in the future sometime, because I've, I've been, you know, we talk to recruiters every day and I've already heard some saying, I, I have enough candidates. I don't have job orders. Right. You know, it's, it's already shifting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Depending on what industry you're in. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're already seeing it. And you know, most statistics and most articles you see talking about a recession say, you know, they're thinking the thick of it would be, you know, end of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, we have something some time. To. Yeah. Well, we have something to look forward to, <laughs> you know, I, I was born in 87. I'm a millennial millennial. Um, at this old. point, yeah, old 35 <laughs> year old man now. I mean, for sports, you well, wouldn't been retired. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. If I was a running back, I'd, I'd be uh, what eight out of years, the league, eight years retired. Yeah, um, <laughs> good thing yes. you're not right. Good, good thing I chose, <laughs> good thing I chose not to pursue that path. You know, many offers, many options, yeah. but I just decided not to. As a <laughs> you chose something for more stability <laughs> for your family, right. for my family, right? I didn't want to get hurt. <laughs> didn't want to risk it. Yeah. I think about how important your knees are today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, the 200 steps I take a day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but I don't, what, what, where were we going? So you have time. You, you have, you have, you have time. time to, there's time to prepare. To prepare. Right. There's absolutely. And I, I did find what I was looking for too. the statistic. If okay. I could. Um, yeah. It's just citing a study from McGraw-Hill that shows that amid the recessions of the early 80s, which is the last time that inflation rates were comparable to this time, um, those that upped marketing spend benefited from higher sales than competitors that that didn't up their marketing spend. So that's just you're going to get more sales if you continue with your marketing is the whole point of that. Yeah. And so, okay, the key is here. Um, for us to just kind of assume or, or, or bring across a message that, oh, you just need to do exactly the same that you're doing would be probably not a great approach. Um, it would be, I would say, be a bad approach, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I'll, I'll throw it out there. It's a bad approach. <laughs> right. Because there's going to be time, but you're going to have to tie in your belt. 
mm. if if something like this does take place and does get as bad as some of them are saying again i don't think it's going to be as bad as they're saying but um if and that you know that's my hot take it's not gonna be that bad dropping the fire right but but you may have to tighten your belt on some of those things and and so what are some what are some opportunities to to get the the most out of a reduced marketing budget well it's interesting that you bring that up steve i was not at all prepared for this question but I guess if I have to take it, uh, first thing that comes to mind potentially would be email marketing. Okay. Um, you as a recruiter have lots of connections. You, I mean, have placed candidates, candidates turn into clients, so forth. We know the whole thing of recruiting. You, you work it, you live it every day. And so in your ATS, I mean, you have this database of people that if you're not using them for email marketing, you're kind of, I mean, no, you are missing out. Not kind of. But Ryan, email's dead. Stephen, how dare you say that? Email is dead. I'll have you know, I have already see, received several emails today. But you, haven't guess, looked, but you haven't looked at your email all day, have you? All, uh, not all day. I've been looking at it for eight hours, but I check it consistently. <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably just just an outlier, right? Not everybody checks their email every day. I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Everybody checks their email and and email has, I believe, the highest ROI of of different marketing avenues you can go down. It does. It 100 percent does. So here's a statistic on that. Uh Um, Yeah, statistics to back up the claim. Yeah, look at us. We're becoming a legitimate award-winning podcast. Award-winning. Um, award-winning podcast, yes. We'll get um, into that in just a second, guys. But first, the, the statistic. This is from, yeah, this is from Constant Contact. Um, so, Ever heard of them? Yeah. <laughs> Are they maybe skewed? You know, they do have some interest in, in, a, in a high level of ROI and email. But I'm going to trust them on this. So we just got to have a little good faith. Because they're not the only resource that I can find. There's other ones I can find. Um, but $36, uh, ROI for every dollar spit Wow, email marketing. That means every dollar you spend, you make 36, Ryan, would you do that if you had the opportunity? Oh, absolutely. You mean make more money than I do now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all could do that. So let's say, so if I spend a hundred dollars, what does that equal? Uh, God, what was it? We make 36 for every 3,600. Yeah. Come on, man. No, I just had to remember what the stat was. You act like I'm actively listening, but I'm just thinking about bits. The whole time, right? I'm yeah, just, no. yeah, I'm just figuring out what to. No, thirty six hundred. I, so, I understand math, and and you guys can do the multiples there. It's a very great, a very good place to be able to spend time and resources. You got to do it properly. Get the right email system. Don't send uh, multiple emails out through your, or uh, two hundred fifty emails, thousand emails out through your Outlook or your Gmail. Please never do. You'll get banned. Um, but you know, using a, a system like a Constant Contact. Uh, can't they say the right constant contact? There we go. Um, uh, MailChimp, Mailchimp, active, campaign. active campaign. Yeah, you're reading my mind here. Um, I, you know, I'm just throwing out those common ones. Those different resources, and then utilizing what you've done through the years of your database, 
you get a lot of, of touch points out of consistent emailing, whether it's a monthly newsletter, whether, whether it is uh, you know, a quarterly touch point or e- even putting together a whole journey of, of touch points through like an active campaign, which has a pretty robust um, uh, automation platform. Uh, there are, there's a lot of opportunity within it. Yeah. And that's a, a great thing to mention too, is the automation part, because there's so much of these kind of so much of the process that can be automated so that you can continue uh, recruiting while you're building these campaigns. And it's kind of one of those things that, uh, you know, there might be a, a, an initial bit of time to set up those automations, but it's worth it because it saves time and thus money down the line. Right. So, you know, it doesn't have to be anything miraculous or anything. No, I'm just, just outreach, staying right. visible, staying in front of people, you know, because, you know, good people are still going to find jobs, but you want to be the person that has the connection with those good people that can get yeah. the good people, connect the good people and the organizations. Right. Your, your basic role as a recruiter. Yeah. Well, right. Gee, Steve. Well, there was there was no there was no hard 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 there. I don't know. There was no ill intent on that. No, it's fine. It's fine. I took it the wrong way. I'm sorry. You, you did. That was more of a new thing than, than no. That what was on said. me. That's on me. But it seems so like a good time to bring up how great the podcast is doing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll we'll just break there for a second with that wonderful information from email and say that we are an award-winning podcast. We were ranked by Feedspot as one of the top ten. Um, out of a list of 15, but top 10, <laughs> uh, marketing, marketing podcast for recruiters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's pretty great. And obviously we couldn't have gotten there without people listening. And so we very much appreciate people that do listen, um, to those that don't, you're dead to us. Um, uh, but we'd love to have you in the future. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're never going to hear that. That makes sense. Right. Since no, they'll they... have their friends pass it on that do listen. Good. Yeah. So very I... rabid. Listeners. We, we would have never made it this far without our our uh, our subscribers um mm-hmm. and m- most importantly i want to point out our subscriber in germany is still active and still, still listening and not only germany we have now made it to every continent except antarctica who's going to be the guy that, that helps us out in antarctica or gal 2020 come on yeah well yeah who's going to be the person the person yeah but you know, we also had um, our best month in terms of listens in November. So again, really great stuff. Um, yeah, we really we appreciate it. It's, people putting up with us. Yeah, because I, I certainly didn't expect this. <laughs> I'm just so happy. I just really choked up. Really, really choked up. And speaking of choked up, let's not choke up or choke out your marketing during a recession. What are some other strategies that we can? Thank you. Thank you. We had to get, come out with a strong, uh, strong segue after the segue into it. So let's look at um, what's another one you can do. So I mean, and paid ads uh, and and campaigns that, that you're that you may or may not be running now. You, you know, um, can be a great way to just keep visible mm-hmm. uh, with. You don't have to spend a ton. Your ad's been, you know, especially if you're a smaller firm um, in a very niche market, uh, a little bit can go a long way um, with how visible you can be within a, a PPC campaign through mm-hmm. something like Google. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially if you, if you take the time to figure out uh, the keywords that, or, or the, the areas that um, are going to maybe cost a little bit less per click, the things that the ways that you can optimize your budget in a sense, uh, you know, if you are currently undertaking a paid social strategy, um, you know, you don't have to just stop it. Like Steve was saying, right. uh, you can, you know, adjust your spend. I mean, even still a little bit is going to go further than none. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, um, measure use your your measurements for your analytics uh see what uh what's working what's not you know take out the things that aren't maybe uh, get a little bit more specific i would say mm-hmm. um maybe just even reducing it down to versus trying to bring new prospects in through different searches you can get more out of your ad spend if you bring in retargeting to of just your website mm-hmm. so um this goes back to all the things you're already doing the conversations you're having you're driving people there to your website or at least you should be um and then things if you're sending emails like we just just suggested then you retarget your website so that that is the audience that is seeing those ads. And so you're just seeing those same, those same people are seeing more of, of your organization and your firm. So it's very much more targeted. Anyone that's visiting your website, you're staying in front of them. And so it's less, maybe um, uh, less random clicks and more, just more specific and more targeted types of individuals that we're wanting to invest in when they come to our Mm -hmm. website. And you can get, I mean, obviously there's, there's limits to it, but you can get fairly, detailed with with that that targeting and stuff i mean i have you know looking at recruiting sites and stuff all the time there was one i visited several weeks ago just to get a feel for their stuff and i'm still getting their ads three weeks later because they're they're aggressive with it they're really trying to focus on that retargeting um i I wanted to bring up something that i saw it's it's kind of semi-related but i saw someone say that you need to stop and i completely disagreed with this you need to stop using your website as uh for conversion stop trying to bring people to your website for conversion if they're reaching out to you on social media um, do it there which i get but we've run into this issue before if social media goes down right you're kind of out of luck because you yeah. don't own that. That's not your space. So I, 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 I still think, you know, focus on the website, making sure the content is good for the conversions, showcase your value across all areas. Um, that's a big part of marketing in a, in a recession is show that value. What can you bring to the table? Because people are going to be pickier. Right. Um, but I would say definitely don't ignore your website. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's good advice. It, um, it it's great if you can get them to convert there, um, but they but they may not. So yeah. why why not ha- find more ways to get them also to your brand and to your website? Um, then they're actually immersed in who you are as a company versus mm-hmm. versus just another face on LinkedIn because that that in a lot of ways is what we are when, when we're looking at people also viewed these ten other recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, so even this, even besides the fact that it could go down, like it did two weeks ago, I think it was. Oh yeah. Uh, no. well, remember how I sent the, uh, I took, I took a screenshot of all the tweets of people freaking out people, because LinkedIn, LinkedIn, went down. Down. LinkedIn is down right now. What am I going to do? LinkedIn's down. Right. Breathe. 
I think now you can actually breathe that LinkedIn is down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's, and this is, I have a, a pet peeve of, of if, if recruiters are using LinkedIn recruiter as their database as well. Um, so a lot of people use it now as that ATS and mm-hmm. keep their notes and their activities and information in that. I, I highly recommend getting a third party ATS, you know, to, to make sure that information is separated. I know it's a little more work from manual entry, but there's a lot of inhalers now, a lot of good ways to do that still, of course, um, uh, that, that, you know, you shouldn't put all your eggs in, in the LinkedIn basket. Oh yeah. No, you, great you, platform. It is a great platform. I mean, we, we use LinkedIn all the time, but it, it can't be your everything for recruiting. No. Well, you know, especially when we talk about recession and getting the most out of our budget, you know, right now, a lot of recruiters are sitting on those uh, LinkedIn uh, recruiter licenses um, mm-hmm. when where all those things take place. And it, they are it, they're not uh, inexpensive. I mean, they, right now mm-hmm. they definitely pay for themselves, um, but there may be an, a, a time where you have to maybe go down to like a sales navigator or a recruiter recruiter light. Um, and, you know, getting, getting them uh, removed from that platform and into your own ecosystem. Let's just use that word, I guess. I like it. By get, getting them to subscribe to things like your newsletters and email campaigns, things that you're doing, you've got them to your website and you're retargeting that and they're going to be more retargeted for just your brand. Um, those kind of things uh, just get you a little bit more independent from just only LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it before. You know, Suck it, Microsoft. Whoa, 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 whoa. The chip from my vaccinations going nuts right now. <laughs> it's That's buzzing. Gonna... One of my favorite, I mean, favorite things about LinkedIn, every recruiter I talk to absolutely hates them. I mean, but they can't right now. We can't. They're so ingrained in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you can't work without them because I think you can in some ways, uh, but they but they do pay for themselves. Uh, and placements are made on there. Well, most recruiters mm-hmm. spend most of their time prospecting, reaching out to candidates and, and at least finding names of individuals to reach out to. Um, but, man, it is a it, it is a touchy subject. Yeah, it, it's it's also an interesting platform which we've gotten into this before, uh, right. You know, leaving LinkedIn bone in, um, you know, Paul Walker and parrots, the LinkedIn episodes. So feel free and go back and listen to those guys if you really want to get into the meat on it, but, uh, we'll leave it at, it's very interesting. It's divisive, right? It's divisive. But, uh, speaking of things that bring us together, how about, how about things that bring us together? Let's shift gears. Yeah. Think the positivity. Let's talk SEO. Okay. Let's talk connecting people because that's another great way, low cost way for, uh, for to, to market in a recession or, or with limited resources. So strong SEO. Get into it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, with SEO, um, you got to start now. Or you got to start like like two years ago too. Um which is hard to do to go back in time. Um, it is. If you found a way. Right. Let us know. And share. I, I, I'd invest in that. Um, if I could, um, do you take Skittles? I'll invest. <laughs> <He's good. laughs> uh, those are, what is it? That, those are cancerous now though. Can't yeah, have Skittles. All right, fine. I'll, I'll pawn my beanie babies. Oh, I'll go wow. From there. He's serious about it guys. 
Yeah, I'm serious. So if you got time travel, let me know. I got Beanie Babies, we'll ante up. We'll, we'll see what, what we can do. Um, but uh, SEO, it takes time to mature. It, take to, it takes time to take effect. Um, so, you know, again, we've talked about this as well with research, moz.com, different resources, mm-hmm. HubSpot, different places you, you can go and look at organic SEO tactics tips and tricks you can tank uh check out our seo basics podcast Mm -hmm. there's a lot of details within that but um you know a lot of those things you can implement yourself um within your own website um or again have a firm be able to do those things on a regular basis take advantage of your if you're writing blog articles which you should be writing blog articles from an seo perspective uh but you know make sure they're optimized for keywords key phrases uh, one of the things you can do as well is go back um, during a, a, a maybe a time where you're not where you're doing these things yourself and kind of a path of least resistance thing is take all those blog articles that you've written, maybe do a quick update for 2023, uh, put a little, little different take onto it. Um, and then also, uh, make sure the op- the SEO is in place for those. So many people don't, don't take the time to optimize those for that specific keyword or key phrase. But if you have the article written already, um, do a little research on the keyword, implement that within the topic of that article, and then make sure it's set up in the meta title and description. And then in the content of that, and you can get, you know, all those articles and all that content that's already written, um, get a lot of more value or repurpose that value out of that information. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another good reason not to just go dark with your marketing, for instance, uh, if you're if you are on social media and you go, you know, you stop with your organic, um, that's going to hurt your SEO, too. Sure. So, I mean, you want to be out there. You want to be the more you're out there, the more it's going to help you. I mean, we're just talking about increasing visibility and showing your value. Yeah, you're, and that you're still in business. Um, yeah, that you haven't right, seasoned to the recession. Right. These are all things that we went through in 2020. The same thought processes, the same conversations. Um, you know, think back to what you did then when that threat of, of what was going to take place. It, it, obviously, it didn't in the way that they thought it would. It was it was opposite in a lot of industries, some industries not. Um, but go ahead, Ryan. Well, I, I was just going to say, and, and if one of the things you did then was cut your marketing, don't do it this time. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> look at, don't. <laughs> right. I mean, you may have, you know, you may, you may have done that and you may say, Steve, see, we made it. Um, but where could you have been if you didn't? You made it harder for yourself to recover. Yeah. Yeah, we we as a company. So just an example of, uh, of, of recruiters websites. As, and, uh, and go ahead. This is PR pre Ryan. Go on. Yeah, this is pre Ryan. So we made the decision <laughs> before so, it mattered. But. Um, and I know we're getting a little long here, but I'm going to tell a story. Oh. So, so um, get your hot cocoa. Pause if you need to. Grab a snack. Grab a snack. <laughs> it's story yeah. time. It's story time. So we uh, 2020 March 2020, uh, the whole world obviously stopped. We all know what took place. But mm-hmm. so it happened that afternoon of what was it uh, the, the the Monday after St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. or our thing? Yeah, yeah, right that week, that around that time frame, and two o'clock uh, Central Time. San Francisco shut down, but then the whole world, all the cities started shutting down and it was so quiet. It was, it was a ghost town and it felt very eerie. You could feel the, just the, the, the halt of every mm-hmm. business in the world at the same time. It was very, it was very strange. Like you could just feel all the oxygen in the world just go away. Um, and then instantly we have some clients start calling us and asking us and telling us, Hey Steve, I got to cancel my hosting. I got to cancel this. I got to cancel that. And we said, Hey, calm down, wait a second, reflect. Let's see what's going to happen. But you want to shut down the hosting to your website. 
in the only way that people can reach you in this world right now. So we talked them down. Time went on. Um, we got together that week as a team and we, we, we kind of asked ourselves, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to approach this? What's what makes sense? Um, and uh, we all came together and we said, well, let's, let's put our foot on the gas. Let's just, you know, we're not going to beat it. So let's just plow through it. And so we upped our content, we upped our marketing, we upped the amount of outreach we were doing all those things, even in those early months from April uh, through May into early June, where it was very, very quiet. And we're a small company folks. We're not, we're not a huge company smaller than at that time. Uh, there's 10 of us in our offices now. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of fear that, that most firms would, would, uh, would feel within that, whether you're a recruiting firm or a marketing agency. And uh, as we did that, we started to see more people reaching out to us because they, they heard of us now and, or they were looking to uh, change their website because they had time to think about what they were doing. There was just things that they could reflect on, like all companies have uh, the ability to do in a downturn and a downtime. And as we did that and we, we started to see those results, our company from, and this is not just excuse the humble brag within this, but our company grew for, in 2019 from to 2021, oh, 84%. 84% growth in a, in a, in a, in an app, in a, uh, a, a market where the whole world was stopped. Uh, and that's all we had in front of us to kind of think about and, 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 uh, rely on. And, you know, uh, very, very blessed that it did. But, but I think part of that is because the initiative that we took to not pull back and not stop, but we were able to continue to push and even enhance what we were doing to be able to come out on the other side in, in, in a much more beneficial way. I, I mean, first of all, fantastic. Love the 84%. And I think it's a great, you know, there's two great lessons to take from that, which is don't panic. Right. Because panic, you know, why, why would you change how you make the decision? Uh, it's it's not going to help. Right. Uh, and, and two was sometimes you have the ability to say. I know there's a recession. I'm not going to let it negatively affect me or I'm going to you know, I'm not going to take part in it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and there, there has to be some sort of uh, some mindset of that. I mean, they're recruiting firm owners, the individual we're talking to, even just recruiters that work a single desk. You have a, a mindset already of tenacity and entrepreneurship that you've brought to the table. Otherwise, you wouldn't wouldn't get rejected every day like you do yeah. and say, you know, wake up the next day and say, oh, I'll take another. Uh, you know, it's just a very it's please. a very yeah, please right on the chin. Hit please. The other side. Yeah. That's what recruit, <laughs> honestly, that's what recruiters do. It's just you get beat up. Uh, all the time you're a bulldog um, right well yeah you, you are I mean, you, you, gotta, you gotta have that you know <laughs> yeah that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> but that is what recruiters do every single day and so when we're facing something like this yeah there's gonna be times where you have to cut back there's gonna be things that you're gonna have to kind of adjust but think of it as adjustments versus stopping um push through what it is that that the, we're getting fed fr from all these different resources and all these different um, uh, outlets that are discouraging us from being able to be a little uh, um, optimistic in what we're doing. And I think that the firms that are able to do that within reason balance the things that, that they're, they're doing from a marketing perspective, find opportunities to continue to make themselves visible, investing more of their time, maybe than just their resources, relying on great partners like recruiters websites to help them. Uh, through Shout this. out. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. Uh, those are the firms that that are going to see themselves through on the other side. I mean, the numbers of people of recruiting firms that and I don't have it in front of me, but 
in the 2007, 2008, 2009 recession, number of firms that had to close was, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a bad number. I, we're not looking at anything at like that, but um, it is something where, you know, the ones that are, are able to endure, able to stay visible, those are the ones that are going to be able to say and look back through this, whatever we go through and say, hey, you know what? We're better off, way better off than we were even before that, which would be a great testimony. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I think just kind of to close it, you got to tell yourself in the words of Gloria Gaynor, I will survive. <laughs> Nothing. I'm sorry. I got distracted. Say it again. No, it's I, no. I got distracted. It's fine. No, I <laughs> I had a whole thing. He started I texting. A, he started I texting. Text. I got a text that came up and I had to answer it. Um, had to. Right the second. When we're closing out the show. I, that was bad. I have to apologize to you. That, that was bad. That was not a, 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 um, a, a kosher thing for a co-host to do. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. I apologize. <laughs> it's um, on that sunny note, though. You, yeah, you, fi- you, you got to listen to it to find out what I said now. I will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I would just say, guys, you know, we've talked about uh, marketing and social media and such during this episode. And if you want to see a nice little example of it, why don't you check out ours? Uh, we got recruiters websites on LinkedIn. We have a, a page for Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast, a.k.a. the one you're listening to right now. So go give it a follow. Um, we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram and we're on TikTok, people. Yeah. We're, we're TikToking like crazy. So feel free to give us a follow there. Sign up for a newsletter. We have really great, as always, much more focused content than this. And um, you want to do the celebrity generator real quick? I think you did it last time. I can do it this time. Okay, sure. Why not? Let me, yeah, let me hit it. Let me hit it here. Okay. Oh, Rashida Jones. Okay. So uh, Rashida Jones, it plays in Perkins in Parks and Rec. Um, she's in things like I love you, man, and uh, several different movies. Um, so she is, if you've ever seen, if, if you've ever seen younger pictures of Rashida Jones, she is what would we Interesting call Interesting start. We, we, we call him ugly duckling. Okay. Okay. I said it in a nice story. She was here. She probably slapped me. Um, Understandably. But she has, she has uh, persevered through that and is now a very beautiful person inside and out, which is wonderful because she gives back to the community. She helps out. She does a lot of things. So like Rashida, us as recruiters, we may be ugly duck, ducklings right now from a marketing perspective. We may not be, you know, really proud of what we do or, or how we approach it. Maybe our website doesn't look great. Maybe our digital presence is is poor. Um, but if we push through, we invest a little bit in our time, our skill set from an acting perspective, make some connections, get out there, audition, have those conversations uh, and invest in ourselves and our time. And, and, and you know, we'll come out on the other side both a beautiful person and a beautiful firm. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was texting. Shut up. (laughs) All right. We're going to go. This is a long one. All right. But thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we look forward to sharing, you know, more recruiting digitally distinct things with you in the future. God, I know how to close a show. Yep. Avita saying, 